Hello, and welcome to Financial GPS Mama. My name's Heather Stokes, and I'm your host. We're going to talk about how to create a path to financial wellness and navigate to financial freedom. Let's face it, we don't plan to fail, we fail to plan. Through faith, focus, and financial growth, you can build a legacy. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to Financial GPS Mama. Today we are going to continue with our discussion of wealth, health, and what that looks like. So I hope you listened to last week's edition and that was really about making the choice to have good financial health in 2023 and changing our mindset, changing about our relationships with money and what that looks like. So if you think you might have a jaded view of money or a negative relationship with money, or maybe an ingrained generational belief that uh, money is hard, money is difficult, money is bad, money is evil, listen to last week, then take a listen to today. So today I'm really going to dive into shifting gears and talking about controlling your money for 2023, managing your money, growing your money. Um, what does that look like? How can we grow money while we sleep? Um, that is definitely a tool and something that you should be doing. And so let's talk about how we can lessen our stress by having a good over overall plan and wellness. And I'm going to go over just nine simple steps um, to help cure your money management to get you started on the right path to financial wellness. Okay, so let's get started. The first step is get organized. Okay, so I want you to list your fixed and variable expenses along with your debts. So what does that mean? Those are big words. So let's talk about what that really means. I want you to make a list of your credit cards, your mortgages, your car loans, student loans, any type of debt you have, um, and any fixed foreseeable expenses, whether that be like daycare, um, you know, parking, if you have to pay uh, any of the regular monthly fees that you might have, uh, uh, electric, water, those type of things, foreseeable expenses, not the ones we don't know about yet, right? <laughs> so everybody's situation is different and there is no right way to organize um, your finances, but without some planning and organization, um, those unexpected expenses we were just mentioning can really wreak havoc on your household and even your plan. So um, merely gliding by by paycheck to paycheck is really not the goal. So the first step is get organized, really have a list of these are my expenses. This is my money in, this is my money out. What does that look like? So this is my money in, this is my money out. What does that look like? Okay. So once you're organized and you know, this is what I have coming in every month. And this is what I have going out on every month, aside from those unexpected things, right? So now let's track your spending. So step two would be track your spending, keeping a note of what you're currently spending your money on. So aside from these I know are my bills and my expenses. These I know is the money I've coming in. Where else are we spending our money, right? So at first, um, track it for a week. Uh, you can track it for two weeks. You can track it for a month. But the main thing is to start looking. So, you know, a $10 expense a week may not seem very noticeable. But when you're spending over $500 a year on something, 
that becomes noticeable. That becomes uh, potentially you paying off a debt that you might have. So when you see what, okay, these are my expenses, this is my money in, this is my overall debt, and this is where I'm stopping at Starbucks and spending, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of dollars a year, um, maybe I should make my coffee at home at least part of the time so that I can pay off that old student loan. So tracking that spending and starting to really understand where you can find money within your budget to really start attacking those um, negative bills that we have that aren't our regular living expenses every day, right? Getting those car loans paid off to save yourself on interest, getting those school loans paid off, um, working towards paying our mortgage off early, getting those credit cards that are at 20 and 30% done over with, right? Paid off every month. Um, Okay, so we have got organized, we're tracking our spending. Now let's stop that unnecessary spending, which is kind of what I was just touching on, but really once you've tracked your spending, understanding where that frivolous spending is, and I'm not saying you can never treat yourself or never do what you want, but um, we really need to minimize that if we're on a track to really attack and take care of our budget, right? So by working off a budget and tracking your expenses, you'll see how much you can really pay for um, those non-essential expenses, such as, you know, subscription service. Where else can I cut out? You know, maybe I have too many um, streaming TV services. I know I had to look at that even. It was like, okay, am I really watching all these different things? No, I'm really only watching like Disney Plus and Netflix because that's all my kids ever watch. And maybe, you know, I don't need uh, Paramount and Peacock too or whatever it is. Like just looking at, okay, yeah, that's $10 a month or that's $5 a month or it's $14 a month. But what does that really read in the long run, right? What does that look like in five years at $10 a month? Um, should I maybe have been investing that? I mean, I have people that invest with as little as $25 a month. I have people that invest as much as $25,000 a month, but even $25 a month or $50 a month consistently every month over time can add up to millions in the end, right? So that's what we have to start getting to is how can we cut into our budget that we think we have, there's actually money hiding in there. There's apps on your phone that might be costing you a monthly fee that you're not even properly using or haven't even opened in over a year. Get rid of those extra things and start putting your money where it can be making you money, right? Okay, so we have got organized, we're tracking our spending, we're stopping unnecessary spending that just doesn't make any sense now that we look at it. What else can we do? We're going to live a little frugally. And I'm not saying forever. And I'm not saying again, you can't treat yourself, but really scale back on your flexible essential expenses and find ways to really stretch how far your money goes, right? So how can we do that? Well, maybe take a look at your cell phone plans. They run new things all the time. You might be able to flex to a more cheaper, better plan. I, you know, I've been with the same phone provider since I was 17. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but it's a really long time. So I've been with the same, uh, let's just say 20 plus years, uh, a little more than that. Um, and 
I've changed numerous times, but the other day I just called to really add something to my plan. I was getting my daughter a new um, computer and I like to have, you know, insurance with them and I liked to have a phone number. So if she was ever in distress and wasn't by her phone, she could still call and whatnot. And when I did, she's like, oh, you know, we have this going on and that going on. I could save you $50 a month, $50 a month. Because now all of a sudden, if you have the automated pay, it's not just $10 a month, it's $50 a month. $50 a month is huge. You could be saving $50 a month. Call your provider, (laughs) you know, downgrade your internet service or switch to a new one. Um, Sometimes you might be with one cable provider and another one's having a special, oh, come join us. And for the next three years, you get this discounted rate. Um, that could save you again, 20, 30, a hundred dollars, even, uh, what would a hundred dollars a month for three years mean? So getting creative, you know, sometimes we get complacent. We just accept where we're at or accept what we're doing. Even the electric companies, some electric companies, you can call them and, um, they'll come out and do an energy audit if you're home. And sometimes they can even offer different packages, um, that it's like a scheduled, okay, you pay this month, this much every month. Um, I know when we put in hurricane windows into our house, I had them do an energy audit and I was able to drop my electric bill, um, by $75 a month. What does $75 a month look like? You know, that was that was four years ago. It can be a real big difference. And sometimes we discount these small things. We don't want to be hassled with it, but take some time, make some time in your schedule and really look at it. And again, you know, just some simple things, you know, stop eating out as much. I know when COVID hit, obviously it became, I was the instant cook and I kind of got used to cooking three meals a day right? For the whole family and cooking at home a lot more. And that's kind of continued. And I will say that's really helped on, you know, my budget. I'm not saying you can never eat out or you can never treat yourself, but sometimes, you know, we're as moms too, on the way home from a practice, it's late. We don't feel like going home and cooking. We're like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to stop and pick up something. It's going to be so much easier. And sometimes it is. But if we do a little bit of planning and throw something in the crop pot or the Instapot or something before we leave, guess what? Your meal's ready when you get home and you just saved money. So really looking at those different options of that um, unnecessary spending and living a little more frugally until we can get our budget under control, right? So that we're leaned to the point of actually growing and making money. Okay. So again, we've got organized, we're tracking our spending, we stopped unnecessary spending, we're living more frugally, we're really paying attention, canceling those subscriptions we don't need, um, being aware of where our money is going and what it is doing. So what is our next step? Well, it's time to really start setting those goals. So setting an achievable goal, um, you know, those individual goals can help motivate you to save, right? So when you're really working towards something, it can really give you more motivation. It's just like, you know, when you're, you're on a diet or you're going to the gym, when you start to really see progress, you get more motivated to keep going, right? So here we are, we're making progress, 
on our budget. We're making progress on our bills. So we want to keep moving with that, right? So setting goals that can motivate you to save, you know, some different types of goals, like maybe creating the budget, like we said, paying off debt, creating an emergency fund. You know, I really sit down with clients and tell them, think about your emergency fund. And a lot of people don't even really understand what that means. But what that means is once you're to the point that you are really have a little more control over your budget and your planning is putting aside a little bit of money every month into a separate account. So when the car breaks down or the roof is leaking or something happens that's without our control, right? Those unforeseen expenses, um, we have a backup right? That's our emergency fund. And that way, if we have a backup, we have an emergency fund, then when those things happen, we don't have to get completely off track. We don't have to go get ourselves back into debt, right? We don't have to go dig into our credit cards and put us right back in the position we were because we just pull it out of our emergency fund. And then remember to quickly build it back up as soon as you can. So once we've accomplished that, you need to look at saving for retirement, um, you know, or short-term goals. So really sitting down with a financial advisor or sitting down with myself or someone from my team and saying, okay, this is our budget. This is our debt. We've attacked it. We've addressed it. We're working on it. We're, we're putting money to emergency fund. Now let's look at retirement. Let's look at what you're already doing. Let's look at what you could be doing better. Let's look at what plan is really good for you and really setting those short-term and long-term goals. Um, and then just mapping out ways to achieve those goals, right? Because if you have direction, it seems a lot more reachable, easier, and achievable. So um, after that, you know, that's a whole lot, but I have one more or two more points, um, maybe a few more to give out. So let's say review your budget, track your current expense to get a clear view of the impact of inflation on your wallet. Um, and once you can do that, um, it's going to really, really help. Because obviously inflation is is a problem and we're having that problem now, right? But some of the best apps uh, designed to track your spending will also offer budgeting tools for free. Um, so there's ways to navigate around inflation. If you want some direct examples, um, you can reach out to me, okay? So spending intentionally if you don't need it, consider holding off um, of any purchases until you can get your best deal. Wait until prices settle down to make big ticket purchase, um, such as like a new home or a new car or improvement material. So again, when we're dealing with inflation, like being aware, okay, do I have to have the new car right now? I mean, sometimes you don't have a choice. I know I had to buy one last year. I didn't have a choice. The other one really just uh, met its days. But um, sometimes you do have a choice. You do not have to um, have that new car. You don't have to have that new home when you're dealing with a really, really high interest rate. So being aware of when to plan and when to make those things happen, right? 
And then be flexible, considering substituting, you know, used goods that you can buy through online platforms or a thrift store um, for non-food items, you know, like clothing, furniture, housewares. Um, can I live with what I have right now until I can get more control over my budget? Um, can I maybe get something that's slightly used versus something that's brand new? Um, you know. And just really being flexible to make those changes. And then while you're changing those habits, really, you know, consolidate um, other spending. You know, where can I, and that comes into place again, like understanding, do I really have to drive all the way over there? Like gas prices are crazy right now, right? So I tell people even when they're trying to find extra money in their budget when it comes around the holidays, and you're like, okay, now I'm taking care of all this, but how do I buy presents? Well, sometimes again, just being intentional and changing habits and understanding that you can um, do different things um, to bring down the budget, even save on water, um, you know, being aware of how long you're in the shower, being aware of doing full loads of clothes instead of partial loads of clothes, um, you know, being aware of your uh, spending within your energy, having those energy audits done, like I said. Um, so just really changing habits. Um, it's just like, again, when you're dieting or you're changing your habits for health purposes, this is the same thing. You, you doing it the way you were doing it wasn't working, right? You got yourself in debt, you're covered in credit card debt, you're covered in student loans, you're stressed out, you're not sleeping, your health isn't good because all you can do is think about your money and that you're living paycheck to paycheck. So in order to get out of that, you're obviously going to have to do what? change habits, right? So money cannot buy happiness. That's true, right? But, and being rich is not necessarily going to make you happier or going to make you sleep better, but it will increase your standard of living and, you know, evaluating your life and where you can make some simple changes, even though they may seem difficult, once you've done it and you see that progression, you're really going to be so happy. Like, I want you to sleep well at night, okay? And if you have a plan and you're attacking your budget and you're really making progress, you're going to sleep better at night. You're going to feel better. You're going to have peace of mind. So if you want to have wealth health in 2023, okay, you're going to have to make changes that are going to benefit you, right? And those changes mean that you have to be intentional, right? You have to take those steps to making that change. So spend intentionally, be flexible, make changes in your habit, review your budget, get organized, track your spending, stop unnecessary spending, live frugally, and really set an achievable goal. So I am happy to help you with any of those things. Me or my team can sit down and really work through that. But I think the biggest step is realizing you're not where you want to be. You are losing sleep. You are stressed. Money is on your mind and you are not in the place where you want to be or 
maybe you have started some of those steps in 2022. Kudos to you. I'm so proud of you for doing that. But you're not to the point where you're making money while you sleep and you need to get to that investment level. Whatever you're at right now, the biggest thing is accepting this is where I'm at. These are the changes I need to make. And if you need help understanding what those changes are or how to map them out, please reach out to myself. I can put you with myself or someone in my team and we can help you make those changes. We want you to be financially successful. We want you to have financial wellness and health in 2023. Thanks for listening. And next week, we are going to start talking about, you know, those resolutions you made, how to not fall back on those intentions that you have for 2023 and really move forward with financial freedom and independence. Thanks for listening. And I hope you tune in next week. I want to thank you for going on this journey today and commend you for taking the time to build towards your future wealth. Join me for more money tips and tricks at my Facebook group, Financially Focused Families. Follow me on Instagram, Heather's Financial Focus, or check up with me on LinkedIn, Heather Stokes-Bitten, Legacy Builder, Wealth Navigator. Your financial future has never been more important. Let's get started today.